You. What's going on? Back Hi. again. How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you doing? Uh, I guess the weather is all fucked up, right? Yeah, was it snowed by you yesterday, right? Yeah, in May. And I have my AC on today because it's hot as hell. So we're just getting hit with pretty much everything this year. Yeah, virus, weather, global warming's full of blown. Did you hear about the hornets? No, what happened with the hornets? There's like these fucking murder hornets that they're called that are in Japan and somehow found their way to the United States and they're fucking killing our bees and killing people. What? Yeah, that's a whole other topic. So I knew about like hornets and stuff like down south. Like, that are, like, big and they can kill you and stuff like that. Like, killer hornets or killer bees or whatever you want to call it. I guess these but are bigger. Like, but, damn. Dude, everything is just... I think Mother Nature's finally just been like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I mean, also the year, of course, that we have a uh, soon-to-be successful podcast, All the Shit Hits the Fan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is Who's Got the Remote. My name is LaVon. My name is Kernal. And we are back with you for a little a little mini episode, we'd say. Yeah, mini sode. Well, mini sode. We're trying to roll out these mini sodes to, uh, you know, quench the thirst of people who are not trying to listen to two hours worth of shit. Yep. But I mean, our two hours worth of shit is really good. <laughs> Just our stuff, not everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, this mini episode is inspired by the show Solar Opposites on Hulu. Yep. Um, so, did you hear about this show beforehand at all? No. So, I actually re-watched, like, random animations on Hulu. And then, I think it was, like, last week when it came up. It was showed up on my thing. I was like, what is this? I thought it was, like, a cartoon sitcom. Okay. Because that's what it looked like. But it's not. No. At all. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess it's considered an animated sitcom kind of thing. Oh, like The Simpsons or animated sitcom, Family Guy, American Dad, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. I guess in that realm, it's um, created by Justin Roiland, who also is well known from Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Mike Mike McMahon uh, has some involvement in this. Uh, it also features uh, Thomas Middletich, who is actually Terry. Justin Roiland is Corvo, um, Sean Giambrone is Yumulak, and Mary Mac is Jesse. Um, Tiffany Haddish is also in this. She's the fucking really? computer. Yeah, because we, we heard that as I was watching that, um, I was trying to figure out whose voice that was, and it was bugging me, and I finally found it. I think I did, but like it was so quick. like There wasn't that much of it that at one point I just phased it out and forgot about it. Yeah. So, I mean, first, first, I guess, feeling is, it, I mean, it's kind of like a toned down or more simpler version of Rick and Morty, right? What would you say? Yeah, it, it's definitely not as, like, political as you could, you know, like, it's more, it's easygoing. Yeah. You could just watch this. Yeah, there's not, like, a million things going on so far. Yeah. So, what one word to describe this show, what would you say would be your word? Um, I think it's really fun. Like, I, I think initially, like, you know, and speaking about Rick and Morty, I think Rick and Morty started out as being really fun. And then it just became like, super parody and like, uh, like, really intense. But this, yeah. this feels more fun and relaxed. 
Okay, I can see that because like I can, I can see what you also mean by Rick and Morty because like they're it feels like they're building to something, but we don't know what. Yeah, and, and I like that. Yeah. So for me, I would say it's bonkers. Oh, okay, okay. Because there's so much like it's random, but like it's random in a way like wow, like this is probably what aliens would think about the human culture if they were here. Oh, absolutely. And then, and they try to like mimic it, and it just like is hilarious, and it just gets bonkers. Yeah, no, that's a good. I like that word. It's a good word. Yeah. It feels also. I mean, I was thinking about kind of the animation style. You know, it, there's a lot of I guess similar animations I would peg with this show. Um, what okay. would you? What animations would you kind of makes you think of other shows? Well, the first one that comes similar to this will obviously be Rick and Morty. Right, right. But uh, I get I get, reason, I get a little bit of American Dad, like a tiny bit. Okay, I was gonna say like it. It kind of has like animation wise. Um, what's that one show that you said that was good on Cartoon Network with the birds? With the birds. Oh, um, yes, I think that was with Tiffany Haddish too. Actually, oh. I forgot the name of it, but you talked about it as one of your shows last one of our episodes. Yes, um, I gotta look that up. But okay, yeah, uh, it's uh, Tuka and Birdie. Yeah, so it kind of has a vibe of like that. I didn't really watch Tuka and Terry, but it has the same vibe, I feel like, like oh. animation-wise. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, there's some familiarity in that. So, does this show then remind you of any other shows that you watch? Like, it has the same, maybe, feeling or vibe that you got to, not just animation, but, like, maybe character-wise or story-wise, like, something it, else? It feels, I feel like I'm going to steal your answer, but it feels very <laughs> Simpson-like because of the whole like everyone in the family has something going on. Ah, uh, you stole my answer. I did. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, because I well, was gonna, I was going to say American Dad too, just because it's also kind of like normalizing the fact that there's like an alien character. You know, yeah. all, all of them are aliens in a world full of humans. So that I get that too. So I I was going to say Simpsons also, but like one of the other reasons was the the pupa reminds me of Maggie, like. Oh, like yes. her doing things on her own. Yes. Okay. And then, I, I actually I, I have to ask you that because that was the one thing that I, that was my question, which we'll get into everything else later. But this is this is my only question. I'm still kind of confused of the point of the pupa. Okay, so from what I've gathered through my eight episodes of watching, okay. is the pupa is basically a terraform. It's gonna right. basically. Okay destroy the entire planet make it more habitable for the i don't know what species they are but whatever they are they're slorpions okay the slorpion species it's gonna but it's also gonna eat them like the slorpions that are on earth it's gonna eat everybody right and it's gonna and it can replicate the entire environment and i think it's gonna be like a like it's gonna have the fundamental building life stuff in it so like they'll evolve again on the planet so I guess okay, we'll we'll kind of explain the premise and everything. So it's a it's a yeah. family of four with a with a pupa as well. Um, the characters are Corvo, Terry, um, Yumulak are the, is the child, and so is Jesse. She's a kid too. Um, yeah. Their home planet gets hit by an asteroid, and they're forced to leave and inhabit a planet. Um, you know, to start yeah. a new life. I guess. Well, in a sense, it's everyone leaves. Like they send a whole bunch of people out right, in the yeah. same setup. And they have to find an uninhabited world, but they end up landing on Earth, the most populated planet they could possibly find. Yeah, which is probably the worst place to go at a time like this. 
and they crash landed so they can't leave. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is kind of like an undertone. Like, I keep forgetting that their <laughs> ship is on top of their house. And they're stranded, and they can't fix the ship. Yeah, which is super no, the, funny. Uh, talking about the ship on the house, the best part was when the HOA came out with new rules. Yeah. You must paint your ship to match your shutters. <laughs> yeah. That, that, I'm not gonna, I didn't, I didn't want to laugh at that, but I did laugh at that. But it was hilarious. Um, so you have the core, you know, the core characters. Corvo uh, is the one that knows how to pilot the ship and everything. He's kind of, he's kind of like on edge most of the time. He kind of reminds me of Rick, but not as mad or doesn't get as intense. Yeah, uh, because when so when they get mad, they have these glorpies or what are they called? Uh, <laughs> these weird things come out of them, and they're purple and they're happy-go-lucky little thingies. Are really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have Terry, which again, I I thought. Early on, I thought Terry was his husband or like his life partner. I didn't think that till the one episode where like they're sharing a bed. Yes, yes, you did bring that up. That was a good point too. But like, I don't know. I, I initially I thought they were like they were married, but later you find out that Terry has his own wife job. And, yeah, yeah. So you could say Corvo's a ship guy, the maintenance and everything with the ship. Yeah. Terry's the guy that is supposed to actually know everything about the pupa. Yes, and is fun. Yeah, he's fun. And we don't know what the replicants are or the two kids. One's a bounty hunter, I think they said, but I don't know what that means. And I also don't know what they do or why they're called replicants or why they're whatever yeah. they are. And they <laughs> both are flower aliens of some sort. Yeah, they keep mentioning that they're going to turn into plants when they grow up. I don't know what that means either. I don't even know if they're the same species. Yo, the episode where they where they're like trying to get popular and they, they <laughs> get puberty and all their shit like... That exists from their body. Puberty. Yo, that shit was. They crazy. were just dirty. <laughs> yeah, they were just dirty. That. Oh my god. This show is insane. The show is yeah. just insane. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get back to the pupa. So then, so then, yeah. the last character is the pupa, which you're right is kind of like Maggie from The Simpsons. Yeah, and the whole thing with the pupa taking over, we don't know when. They don't know. We don't know it's going to happen. It's just going to happen when it does. So that's the thing. So do they? So you're saying that they are self-aware of the fact that the pupa is supposed to eventually terraform the Earth. You mean the characters, right? The ones that brought the pupa. Yeah, yeah. So they're fully yeah. aware of all all the capabilities. They know. That's why Corvo said we need to fix the ship and leave before we're eaten. He said that at one point. Ah, okay. Because I think the point is when the pupa does activate, the ship's supposed to be working so they can get in the ship. And maybe leave for a little bit. Yeah. Wow. But they can't do that. So he said that they're going to get eaten and they're going to get killed. Yes. And then, you know, we'll talk about the end of season one, which was fantastic. But, um, yep. This just, this show, first take, I mean, reminds me that, uh, you know, sidebar for our listeners, we loved Rick and Morty so much that for one Halloween, we dressed up as Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we got a lot of compliments. Yeah, a lot of compliments. These, uh, two dudes at the bar wanted to take a picture with us because it was so fucking great. I even had like the wig for Mord, uh, Rick and everything. Yes. Um, so I'm going forward. We're definitely going to, we definitely have to dress up as Corvo and Terry for the next Halloween. I'm calling it. And we can make the girls dress up as the replicants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> yeah. one of them wants to dress up as a pupa. Probably. So the other thing about this show is we didn't see any Morty characters in it. At least I didn't catch any. I don't know about yeah, you. I was, I, and actually, I think that was a flaw, I guess, for me, always. Like, I'm always looking for, we were talking about this before, this is kind of like an offshoot show, but not really. 
Like, there's no, I guess, relation to the actual Rick and Morty series just yet. Yeah. It's just yeah, the same it's... writers, animation. Yeah, um, so this is like, you can say Simpsons and Futurama, American Dad, and exactly. Cleveland Show, and exactly. Family Guy. Like, So I was looking for a Morty character, but I guess I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really find one. We might get one in our crossover episode, which you know people are known to do. Dude, the fucking crossover that they put in with the Simpsons <laughs> and Space Jam, how how great was that? That was so great. It was an actual, it was like a little glimpse of it, but like, I wish it happened. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. I'm glad they yeah. did that. Um, so, I mean, speaking on that same topic, do you think this is one of those shows that's kind of like an offshoot that's possibly being better with the, better than the main show or the show that it's associated with? Uh, yeah, I can, I can, I would say yes, just because like Rick and Morty has changed so much from what we originally got. Yeah. That it's, it's gotten to the point of like, is it going to end or are they going to finally tell us what's going on so we can understand instead of just giving us little tidbits here and there. And it feels like, it feels like Rick and Morty's turned into just like, they just spoof movies. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been doing that recently for especially this new season. They've been doing that a lot. Yeah, I mean, which is fine, but like, I want some type of closure, I guess, to the story, right? Yeah, like something. Well, even even from the other seasons, there's stuff that they left open. Like, remember that yeah. evil Morty with the eyeball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you seem. I think. Well, have you been watching this season currently? Yeah, I've I've actually caught up all of it. We saw. I think I've been one behind. We saw a glimpse of evil Morty in the last episode. Yeah, but like, what does that mean? Right. No, you're right. Ultimately, there's nothing happening. So, yeah, so this show, yeah. Hopefully, it it actually does better in that way that it completes a story, right? Yeah. Well, what, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think it's better than some like the uh, Rick and Morty, since that's what the offshoot would be of, or do you think it's? I would not say I'm not going to lie. I I really enjoyed this season. It's only eight episodes. It's very quick. Um. I I really do enjoy it because there's also times, you know, in Rick and Morty where they break the fourth wall and talk to the audience and stuff and they do it often. Yeah. But in this, it's kind of subtle. Like, they don't talk to you until, like, kind of the end of the show. Or actually, if you think about it, they're doing it in the monologue. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing it in the... Oh, my God. And if we're we're talking about the monologues, what did did you catch that? Did you catch the changing monologues? Yeah, I did. But I didn't watch all of them. I skipped some of them because I was like, oh, I don't want to see this again. So I okay, I thought I was like losing my mind because I was watching this um at night and then you know kind of in order. So then the monologue is always after like, you know, he says he trashes earth, he says it's like the worst place, humans are dumb and then he says something different. So yeah. he says, you know, one one crack he says is where the fuck are the dinosaurs? Uh, <laughs> he 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 calls out Jesus being an alien. He says that on his planet they fuck old people. <laughs> yeah, I know that that one was fucked up. Like that shit was really good. That, yeah, and then he always the way he breaks the fourth wall is like, yeah, that's I'm I've been talking the whole time. I'm Corvo. I'm holding the pupa. I just dropped the pupa. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just <laughs> yeah. it's like subtle. It's very subtle. Yeah, Rick and Morty stuff, but like it's very good. And I like how in this compared to Rick and Morty, there isn't too much like over scientifically stuff to stuff like they're just a smart right and i was gonna ask you that like does that bother you no i i don't think it bothers me because like i i usually like explanations but since it's an animation i don't expect it to have a plausible reality to it okay 
So since I don't expect to be real, like I don't expect to have a real explanation, like why there's a smart ray and a dumb ray, how you can <laughs> choose to go backwards in time, but you can't touch anything unless you bring a stick with a fork on it. Like, <laughs> yo, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, okay. Also one thing that I, you know, I guess stemming back to our conversation is, it, is it better than the, than the offshoot? Um, I, the one thing, you know, I do like that it wasn't, it wasn't like too many movie references, I guess towards the end, um, there was only that one movie reference, the Jumanji one, where all the animals like run out of the house in episode two. But like, it was very subtle. Like you have to actually like really pay attention. Cause I missed that one until you told me about it. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Um, and that's the like I like that they're keeping it very subtle for now. I mean, you know, we don't know. We'll talk about what's season two later. But I think I like the yeah. calmness. Yeah. And then the other thing I liked about the show is how Terry had a random ass shirt on every single episode. And some of them were actually pretty funny. They were all I, I kinda tried I ca- tried to keep count. Um there was one that that said <laughs> Dick Wolf on it, which was, you know, uh Law and Order. There was the Butterbeer Inspector. Um they had he had a BLT shirt on that said bacon lettuce uh and tomato. He had a straight out of anime shirt and then he was that one. He had this weird shirt. I was trying to figure it out. I couldn't read all of it. Um, but it said it. I think it said "Welcome Back, Otter." And then there was a picture of like a dog that looked like Bob Ross. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I don't remember that shirt. Yeah, it that like just those subtle details. I think are brilliant. I think in episode one, there's also a uh, Florpion, flor- the weird furry animal. Sure. Oh yes, yes, yes. I think I missed that. I, yeah, I missed that um okay so i guess that let me yeah. ask you this yeah so there's something else i noticed too uh they could do a lot of shit that they shouldn't be able to do but they can't fix the ship yes yo that's, <laughs> it's so, that's so like like go back in time but they can't touch stuff they can they can take a weird ray and make a fake character into a real character and they could build a destructive robot yeah, because you need rockets for structural. Yeah, but they can't fix the ship. What the fuck? They can't fix the ship. Like I, I don't understand what's wrong with the ship. Yeah. Oh, oh, and one more thing. I've actually this has been on my mind since I finished watching this. Okay. Why haven't the human race, or the military, or the government not taken these people into custody for any reason? Well, okay. So I was thinking about that because I, I honestly just don't think that they're familiar with the fact that they might be aliens. Like, it's kind of like touch and go. Like, because even when the kids go to school, like they just you know they get made fun of, they get called ugly and shit. But like, I don't know if the kids know that they're aliens. No, the kids do know. And uh, no, no, the... no, not, not the kids themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like the other like regular human kids. Like, do you think the human kids think they're aliens? Well, they they say go back to your planet, and so do the teachers. They say like we know you're not from here, and this and that. We know you did this, and why? You, like, obviously, there was a scene where the guys grow in hand. Okay, fair, fair. And they were they didn't they didn't think like oh a human can't do that. They just knew that like you're not human, so it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's understated. So I think to in my mind, all the characters on this planet on this Earth like don't really acknowledge them as aliens. I think they know. I just don't. I feel like it's going to come up in season two or three, like why the government hasn't done anything about it. Yeah. Because remember, they have a gold machine. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Okay. I 
just didn't I felt like they were going to lead to that a little later so I kind of kind of stuck that in my back pocket I was like all right we'll probably see this again yeah but um speaking of what what was your favorite favorite episodes so I have two but I'm going to put them in order so my first favorite episode was the one and I think it was episode seven when uh all the small so uh Yumulon and Jesse have been shrinking people Yumulak Yumulak and Jesse have been shrinking people and putting them in these like hamster type cages in their room on the wall. Amazing. So, so they form their own little community now. And episode seven goes full into just that community, which is brilliant. That, that's just it, a brilliant move. It was it it was really great. It was it was amazing. And my second favorite episode was the one with the 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 robot and the man cave. The man cave. Yeah, because they had they they wanted a man cave because they thought it was so much fun. They built the man cave, but they realized the man cave isn't fun unless you have a nagging wife telling you to come out of your man cave. <laughs> <laughs> so they built a mom to be the nagging wife, so who, they can have fun with the man cave. Who turns out to be like a killer robot? Because you, they said you need the rockets and the killer stuff for structural integrity, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh so what was your favorite episode out of all those i loved episode seven um the same same one with the the people behind the wall the little, the little people yeah yeah that that felt like kind of like pickle the pickle rick episode in rick and morty yeah and the other part that felt like pickle rick is when the pupa goes out on his own and starts killing birds and shit and oh like, yeah that was random that was very pickle ricky for me that was random. Um, I really loved the episode with the with just the you know we thought that they were hitting puberty, but it was just the <laughs> that that honestly was my favorite. Like, uh, like uh, I died that whole time because it was hilarious. I think honestly the 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 like the saga with the people behind the wall, the little people. I think they can get their own spinoff. Honestly, yeah, they they could they could get or at least like a mini sode in every episode like midway through or something like that like they yes. can get something I would love oh, that. You know what? I was going to ask this. What happened to the janitor? The mini janitor? Cuz he seemed like an important character and then we don't see him even in episode 7. Yeah, well because also I'm trying to think like obviously there's an opening to that wall, right? That we no, know. You're right. Yeah. So now I'm thinking like who goes in and out of that? You're right, but if what I'm saying is when they first put the janitor in, they zoomed in on him like it was important, and then he saves uh the one guy yeah, who becomes right. the main character, but then we don't see him again. And usually if you save somebody, you're working with them or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't I think you want more. Better, you wanted more. I want them. I want more of the janitor. Like I'm I, we gotta ask them what happened to the janitor. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I didn't I, I think me personally, I just now the fact that the wall is open, I'm like, okay, like Anything can be happening now. But how can they actually get out and get shit and come back without dying so quickly? Like, you know, it's not as easy as... Right. It's it's school. It would take, like, a day's worth to probably get to the front lawn. Yeah, but, like... And then how do you carry, like, a big-ass thing in? Like, for example, they need insulin. How do you get insulin and okay. bring it back? <laughs> <laughs> this show is fucking crazy, man. It's... it's. I'm so glad it was, it was a surprise. Like... Yeah. I, for me, I, I knew they were coming out with something. Like, I saw Justin Roiland on Twitter talking about it, but, oh, I didn't, okay. but, but I didn't really know. Like, you know, I didn't assume it was a show. Yeah, I didn't know about this at all. I didn't really like the first episode, but I got into it more later into it. 
I actually saw a lot of people on online on Twitter as well saying that they were disappointed with episode one and two because they I think they were expecting Rick and Morty. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it might have been for me too. Like I was expecting something similar to that, or some characters from Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because I was confused. I, I don't know. I really liked episode one and two, so I was yeah. like, "What's wrong I think with I was- it?" I think it's like we wanted a connection to Rick and Morty, even if it wasn't going to be in the show. I hope they give us something. I think that we might get a crossover because remember, Rick and Morty can go anywhere with portals. Yeah, I mean that's true. Who who your favorite? Who would you say is your favorite character on the show? Yumulak. You like him the best. I just like him because his suit when he killed all those people. Yo, he that was badass. He's like, it's on autopilot. I can't do anything. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. He, he felt so bad, but he was just, oh man, that action. But he scene also was hated in, everybody. That action scene was crazy. Yeah, yeah. He just apologized. The suit just going off and killing everyone. That's why I said he's a bounty hunter, and the suit's part of that. Yeah. No, that's sick. That was sick. Also, uh, yeah. Did you pick up that they were able to pick their own genders, the replicants? Really? Explain. In, in, the, in the gender episode, he said, "I told you not to pick a girl." Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know what that means, but we need to learn more about these replicants and why they're called replicants and everything else about them. That whole gender episode also, you know, I kind of don't want to touch that on here, but that, <laughs> wow, wow. That, that broke a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, that I, my eyes were wide open after that episode. Um, I would say my favorite is probably Terry. I love Terry. Yeah, Terry's good too. Terry, I just like the fact that there's like a happy individual in that <laughs> mix of people. He's a frat boy. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Terry's the shit. Uh, they went back to college, that's all he did. Oh my god, so good. So You good. know what the best scene in the episode is? He goes to college, tries to find a party, and he comes home with Taco Bell. You know everyone no, here no. has got drunk. <laughs> goes back with Taco Bell after drinking. That's how, this, you know, this. that's the foundation of this podcast, really, is Drunk Talk yeah. About. Yeah, pretty much. Yo, I, I'm i not going to lie. I was watching that <laughs> in bed at like 3 a.m. And I was like, dude, I want some Taco Bell. Yeah, I got I got Wawa that night. Damn. Taco dude, Bell was closed. Just as, just as good, though. Just as good. Yeah. So uh, they, they do take jabs at uh, different stuff. So we had Hulu jokes and jabs against the hum- humanity or humans. I like that Hulu. I feel like Hulu was cool with them shitting on them. Yeah. And I, well, it's a Hulu original, so they knew Hulu produced it and all that yeah. stuff. So, right. And I, I found the jokes funny, especially the ad one when, uh, Clover at one point just like, oh, uh, we'll be back in a little bit. There's an ad coming up. And then like the ad comes back. And he's like, well, for all those people that didn't pay the $20 for no ads, <laughs> this is what happened. Dude, so good. So and good. He ex- yeah, it was great. And he also explained what he said during like the ad. It was great. Yeah. there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of just, just I think it's giving us the same feel as Rick and Morty in, in like the early Rick and Morty had little subtleties that you have to look out for. Um, and yeah, even cause you know, they made a lot of jokes too about humanity and just like, you know, certain networks and everything. So I like yeah, that they're still taking shots. The other one that did that actually is the Simpsons. They, they, they love to shit on Fox and Disney. They get the, a lot, Disney. they get a lot of strays, man. What, what's up with the, yeah. a, lot, a lot of Fox and Disney jabs. And well, this is when, this was even before Disney bought Fox. They would take shots at Disney and they would take shots at Fox all the time. Yes. It's it's constant. 
but it was great. It made you laugh. Yeah, no, this is certified. This is definitely funny. Like I, I think that was that's usually a problem with me. Like I, I know there's some cartoons that are out there that are supposed to be funny, and like I try to watch them, and I don't get, I don't laugh at all. And this was definitely like I laughed a lot. Yeah, I did too. It was it was good, and even the jabs like it doesn't make you feel bad against the companies. Like I'm not gonna stop using Hulu or hate humanity because of it. Yeah, no, it, it was good. It was it was all good yeah. fun. I mean, yeah. um, even even just like the the time where Corvo pretended to die, um, <laughs> they were playing. Well, they were playing guitar. Tell him why he died. What happened? I said, tell him why he died. After. Well, do we want to review? Do we want to reveal? Oh, that's true. We should let them watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of want to um, leave it to them. But the fact that they were playing Guitar Hero at his funeral <laughs> is probably like I was super like I was like laying down and I got up to laugh. <laughs> I want to know why they thought that was the thing to do. That's kind of fun. That's that like in a weird way. I think that's super cool. Yeah. So you want you want me to play guitar here at your funeral? Yeah, basically that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the whole crew together and we'll do rock band. Yeah, I mean either <laughs> or, either or. I I, I enjoyed both. Uh, yeah. So what do you think? Um, what do you think our prediction is for season two? I mean, there's probably going to be a season two, right? Yeah, I think so. I think this is going to get popular enough for season two. I, I mean, I enjoyed. It. I ended up watching all eight episodes. You watched all the episodes. Yeah. Um, but I think actually I read it was on Bustle two days ago. I think they already did get renewed for season two. That's nice. So what do you think is going to happen in season two? Um, so I think there's going to be we have so the Goobler's still out there, right? Yeah. So the so there's a red Goobler that tries to kill the person it came out of. Yeah, because uh, Corvo was stressed, and then it, it you like release. It's like every hundred thousand. Googler becomes a friend one. We sound fucking crazy, by the way. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, so yeah, I think um, we're gonna see some Googler action. Um, the pupa turns a color, right, at the end of the season. He turned orange, but they explained it as he <laughs> ate something orange. And he said it was orange <laughs> Cheeto dust. <laughs> and for some reason, he likes a Harry Potter wand. For some goddamn reason, he wants it, and he can get into people's minds to get that shit yeah that's fucking that's ridiculous. hold on we should actually talk about the people real quick if you yeah. remember corva said don't give him any more candy he went to some football guy's house stole his dna and made a fake foot on his head to get candy yeah that i i love the side pupa episode yeah like pupil he does his own thing in every episode which is like a side thing you yeah. just gotta watch it like even remember when uh i guess he got kind of uh, captured ish and like there was all those you saw like Paddington Bear and like all the other animals. Yep. That was a good one. So he has his own little adventures. That's why I said he reminds me of Maggie, because Maggie kinda has the same thing in Simpsons where she has her own adventure sometimes. Yeah. Outside of the Simpsons. Also another thing I was confused about, I think, was when they when Jesse turned Yummy Like into the gameplay cartridge. Okay, what about it? So, exactly. So do we like is Yummy like alive? Do we know? So if you remember in that entire episode, it never gets resolved. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah actually, that, that's one of the one things oh, wait, I actually care oh, wait. about. It did. It did. It did. Did it? Sorry. 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 So what ended up happening? 
I just missed it till I realized it. The entire episode wasn't real. Oh, right, right. They were in the Pretendo deck. My bad. Yeah. yeah. And remember at the end, he comes in and like, oh, you guys are still in here. But they were all in there. So the entire <laughs> thing was fake. Yo, that shit is so funny. I just, yeah, I, I, I just realized like what was going on. No, you're right. You're right. I, I just remember that. Um, so, so wait, that means that the pupa turning orange is not a normal thing because it didn't happen. Oh, true, and and then it talks. First of all, the fact that it it then talks oh. that was oh yeah that was super great. It has like a manly deep voice. It's like it's like it's like Darth Vader, and it's but it's really pro- oh, what's his it's, name? It's really proper. Yeah, uh, James Earl Jones, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, he does sound like James Earl Jones. It, it, yeah, like it's like very deep and proper. Like like you want to give him like respect. Yeah. So okay, so I think some Googler action. Um, obviously, we have to get some more explanation about the pupa because now the pupa is evil or will t- turn to be evil it technically is not evil it's just doing what it was designed yeah, to do i guess its, doing its job but we don't know like what conditions cause it to start that does it decide on its own because now we know it can talk like i didn't think it can actually talk i'm glad it does though um we'll probably get more action on the the wall the people behind the wall yeah, I also think uh, we'll find out that some characters are still alive when they were supposed to be dead in this, like, season one. Also, okay, the fact that they they were doing all this time traveling, which, you know, is a pet peeve of yours and mine. Um, but, yeah. But the fact that after they time traveled, they're now in a universe, like, when they open the door and everything is just fucked outside. But it wasn't real. It was that it was that included in that? Yeah, like that entire the entire episode didn't happen. I I loved the uh, the fact that they got Vibo as Jason Manzukis. That was a great add-on. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and it was a good character to throw in, but like we don't actually know if it was real or not, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I I'm, yeah. I think maybe you're right in terms of it might be pretend, but I they they did it in a we way We know that, the last part isn't real yeah but it still gives you maybe the other stuff that happen. it makes you think though yeah it it that one was a mind mind fucky episode oh and it was i also think in no my bad go on no i was gonna say i think in season two we're gonna get a little bit more into like uh maybe why the ship is messed up why they can't just use all this crazy technology to fix it or maybe we'll run into another scorpion Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Also, I think it's kind of funny that, like, Corvo's the only one that knows how to fix it, so he's trying to, like, get them to listen to him on how to fix the shit. (laughs) Fix it. Yeah. Or how, oh, actually, the funniest part was the the time travel episode again. He's like, these shoes cost $11 billion. I was like, (laughs) where'd you get $11 billion from? (laughs) Yeah, no, that that shit was bad funny. That shit was really funny. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So you are looking, you are looking forward to the season two. I think I would give this at least one more season, and by that, what I mean is like, if season two can be very similar to season one, I think I would continue watching it. How many seasons like, of this would you want to see? I think around four, four or five. I think I'd be, I would be happy with. I was thinking four or five as well. Yeah, because. 
this is this kind of also has an anime vibe where if you remember the 90s anime like the first episode just explained like a little thing but like something big happens and now they have to go like get stuff like in yasha they broke this jewel and they had to go get all the pieces that's because you've been rewatching it yasha yeah but this has that vibe of like every episode is supposed to get them closer to leaving but they can't ever leave because they never actually fix the ship yeah i guess it's a good thing though for us as long as they're yeah stuck on earth <laughs> Exactly, but there, I would I would maybe like an explanation of why the ship is broken. Like, what is broken on the ship? Yeah, I guess because <laughs> everything seems to be working. No, I'm not. I'm not as worried about that. I know you're not, but I just one of those one of those little things that makes me curious. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, what would you what would you rate it out of ten? Season one. Should we go? Do we have our list? Of, do you want to go through our unique and whatever list and give it points? Uh, no, not yet. I, I feel like we have to wait till the series finishes. But just your thoughts on season one. I would give it a good eight. An eight. Okay, that's a strong, that's a strong yeah. rating. I, I'm giving it a an eight and a half, I feel. Okay. Okay. Um, that's also good. I don't think it had any bad episodes. Yeah, it didn't have any bad episodes. I agree with that. But it didn't also have enough episodes. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is like we're in the age of like they'll only give you a couple episodes just to see if it works and then they'll go hard. Yeah, well, they're doing that formula of like instead of giving you weekly episodes, they're just giving you all of it at once. Yeah, which I was surprised at because I thought it would be weekly. Yeah, so because we got all the episodes at once, I feel like we might in like maybe six to eight months when we might get another season if it's greenlit. Damn. Because I'm sure it doesn't take them long to make this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they just have a bunch of animated... You just gotta write the story, really. Right. I mean, I at first thought they were just kind of... I don't want to say I initially thought the writing was lazy, but then, you know, episode 7 came and I was just blown away. Dude, that... It felt like I was watching something else. It was like a movie. Yeah, it was... It Well, they remember they said 20th Century Fox? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they made it into, like, a movie. That shit was good, though. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, super praise, high recommendation for, for Hulu and anyone who's into cartoons or Rick and Morty. It's really fucking good. Can we also talk about one thing before we end this episode? Tell me. The principal and the teacher. Yo. <laughs> it, oh, my God. It reminded me. I'm trying to think of the show. Um, what is it? It reminds me of Vice Principals. Did you ever see Vice Principals? No, I didn't. I heard of it. I just didn't watch it. Yeah, so Vice Principals is pretty... It's literally that. It it looks like um, it's with Danny McBride, and I forgot the girl's name, but she's she's. it's exactly like that. He's the vice principal, and then there's this teacher, and they basically fuck around inappropriately, and they're just like so <laughs> over the top. It's exactly like that. <laughs> That's another good show on HBO. It was so funny, but just watching it. It's also weird because I, I felt like, all right, this is a show that maybe you can watch with kids. And then automatically, no. that was a no. Yeah, like, and I was right in the beginning, too. So you knew right after that, like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually think it's worse than Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, in terms of, like, yes. Yeah, raunchiness, yeah. There's a lot of cursing in it. Yeah. Um, But okay, uh, any final thoughts? You You really enjoyed it, then. No, I enjoy. I re I definitely say re like watch it, especially if you watch Rick and Morty. And if you did, like 
maybe watch episode three because like people like me and some other people were very disappointed in the first two episodes. Right. Because we were expecting something different. But don't go into thinking it's a Rick and Morty copy. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I went into, I didn't even think it, that it would be anything Rick and Morty related. I thought it would just be the same animation. I Honestly, I didn't even think it would be very sci-fi at all. Um, yeah, okay. But, I mean, obviously it has aliens and shit, so I, I don't know what I was expecting. But it's not overly the top sci-fi. Right, which I think is, they had the perfect blend. Yeah. Yeah. So shit, that's uh that's it for us. That was our little mini episode. What'd you think? I liked it. I think we did a good job just getting right to the nitty gritty. Yeah, hopefully we can crank out more of these. Yeah, I'll get you more content. I mean shit. The May block of shows, did you did you see like there's just a shit ton of shit coming out? Yeah, we also have a new new streaming service coming out too. Oh, I can't wait for that review at the end of the month. Yeah. It's a little tease, guys. We got some good shit coming, man. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next time. Yeah, that's it for us, guys. This is Who's Got the Remote, the mini episode for Solar Opposite.